Thank you. Thank you, Senator Smith. Anine Buju, my name is Kathy Chavers, and I'm the chairwoman of the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa. I'm also the current president of the Minnesota Chippewa Tribe, which includes the six Chippewa bands, White Earth, Mille Lacs, Fond du Lac, Leech Lake, Grand Portage, and Boys Fort. And I'm very honored and humbled to be testifying to you today on the infrastructure bill. I just want to briefly give you a little information about Boys Fort. We are a small rural tribe located in northeastern Minnesota, 50 miles from the Canadian border. We only have approximately 3,500 3, tribal enrolled members, and um, we have three sectors of our reservation which are located many miles apart. Um, I have been on the tribal chair um, and council for um, since 2016, but I've worked for the tribe for over 30 years in healthcare and education also. And I've witnessed uh, how the band and other tribes have struggled with the inadequate funding throughout all our programs um, in the many years I've worked. Um, I guess I would like to talk about the uh, flexibility and the um, ability to have the, um, uh, how can I say that, ability to have the, <clears throat> the, the guidelines that are going to be set forth by, by the infrastructure bill to allow tribes to use it in a manner that meets our needs and not what the government feels our needs are. Um, the, the reason being is right now, um, we have a sewer system at what is one of our communities, Indian Point, that we wanna pipe underneath the lake to put our sewer system into the city of Orr sewer system. I don't know if any of those uh, categories would fit that, but that's a unique need that Boys Fort has. The tribes are unique with the needs that we have for in infrastructure and due to the inadequacies of funding throughout the years, um, basically we don't have the infrastructure in place that we need to have. Um, we have um, individual septic systems that need upgrade. We have a community where 20 to 30 of our uh, uh, drain fields are failing, but we don't have funding to, to fix them. And so when you're talking about smaller tribes in rural Minnesota, we, I, I, I really applaud the accomplishments of, of these tribes that have talked before me. Uh, we don't have those opportunities. We have critical needs at Boys Fort um, because we don't have the data for, for um, uh, applying for grants. We don't have the staff. The amount of money that the monstrumental amount of money that we receive from ARPA and COVID and the pandemic and now the infrastructure bill is really placing a hardship on our staff with reporting requirements, all the um, um, backlog of, of data that we need that we can't get. We just have to, the financial part of it is, is really stressing out our accounting department. They're overwhelmed. And they have, we have 300 plus grants within our small tribe that we have to manage along with our small accounting staff to do the ARPA, the COVID, and now the infrastructure bill. Administrative costs would be very helpful for smaller tribes to get the staffing that we need to help with that big backlog of, of work that's involved with these monies. Um, the other thing is that when we apply for all these grants, please don't make them competitive. We shouldn't have to compete against our neighbors and, and whatever, because with smaller tribes, we don't have the staff. People wear many hats at small tribes. We need um, GIS services, for example, at Boys Fort. We can't get the data to fill in for some grants or uh, applications that we want to apply for because we don't have it. It's very expensive. We're very remote. We're not near a city. We're 65 miles from a, a city. And so um, water and sewer, we also have um, 
ponds that need to be expanded in order to get more housing, which is such a lack of housing in northeastern Minnesota. We need more infrastructure, more water and sewer put in, but our ponds also need to be expanded. And IHS has their SDS list, but their their funding is inadequate to meet that need. They they help us so much with so little money, but they need a lot more to even get us to where we we can actually um, manage our own programs and, and help our people out. It takes many years um, to get the need on the SDS list through IHS to even get us to where we need to be today. Climate resiliency, because Boyce Ford is so small, um, we don't even have a program that deals with climate resiliency. We don't have the staff. We don't have the, we, we need an updated water quality lab. We have the Excuse me, we have the best wild race in the world. And uh, um, our dam is in the process of failing. If we lose our dam, we lose our lake. It'll drain our lake, we'll lose our rice, and there'll never be in that lake wild race again. Our fish ladders are, are not working. Um, we're working, we declared a state of emergency on our dam. The waters have flooded up, up north in northeastern Minnesota. Last year was a drought. Um, so it's Mother Nature plays her plays her many courses with us, but we need um, we need a lot. Small tribes need a lot. Rural tribes need a lot. Our roads are inadequate. We need equipment. Sometimes we can't purchase equipment. We need a grader for our reservation roads so our tribal members can go hunting and gathering in the woods for their traditional medicines and berries. And we just need adequate funding and resources to deal with climate change and resiliency. How is it impacting our wild race? How do we do that? Workforce is another in industry that is, is, is really affecting the tribes. We can't recruit any staff in rural Minnesota. We can't compete with the outside world. We can't. We just cannot get the adequate people that we need to run our programs. We need change. So what I'd like to say in, in my, um, my, my testimony today is that some of the items that I just listed are some inadequacies we have at Boys Fort. And I've tried to list some of the important ones like GIS or dam and whatever, but um, we really need the flexibility. And we also need a formula that will work for all tribes. Boys Fort just acquired 28,000 additional lands in the past two weeks from the Potlatch Delta Corporation. We're a timber industry up, up north. We have lots of trees and mosquitoes, huge mosquitoes. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that um, if land base is gonna be used, I'm not sure what the formula is for this distribution or how it's gonna be distributed. Tribes need input on that because right now that land is not within the BIA um, registry. It was just two weeks ago. But that was the largest land acquisition in Indian country, in, in this country and in the state of Minnesota. But I just want to say that um, we, ver we very much appreciate all the recent funding opportunities that we as tribes have been able to get. It's, it's been um, almost like Christmas for us every day. Um, we've never had that much money to deal with as tribes. We've always been dealing with inadequacies and making our dollar stretch. Um, it's been very unusual, but as Chairman Dupi has always said, we have been the most regulated people when it comes to programs and services. And we make the best of whatever funding or situations that arise. So I hope that through our testimony today that you will listen to the tribes with their accomplishments and us tribes that ha don't have the resources, people, or funding um, to do the things that we want to do. 
So again, T. McWitch, thank you very much for Boyce Ford's voice to be heard in this testimony today. Thank you. McWitch, Chair Chavers, thank you very much. And we'll now turn to uh, Chair Dupi from Fond du Lac. Bonjour. 